Hello, welcome to Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and it's the return of the Age of Sigmar Stat Center for 2024, and I am very personally excited. We are about to go into, in my opinion, a incredibly exciting year for tournament or just generally any gaming when it involves Age of Sigmar. So Age of Sigmar is looking really good. We've got a couple of armies fresh out. We have Cities of Sigmar still in that kind of production meta, which is the thing I use to describe people still building and painting the armies. And then we've got Flesh Eater Courts hitting that, fleshy, uh, hitting that meta as well with a new book coming out, obviously for all the death factions, all of the armies of renown that were released just before the kind of Christmas period, and then the armies of renown that are going to get released at the end of January, and then the fifth chaos book with all of those armies of renown. So we still have a very interesting meta over the next few weeks, uh, or sorry, next few months, leading into Age of Sigmar 4. So I'm actually very excited about that. Let me just quickly drop some hot stats onto you from the last six months, though, where we had, uh, and shout out to Rob, who helps me collate all this information, we had 158 events, so tournament events. So these are two-day events. We don't do, we don't cover one-day events, although they're super valid. Uh, there are 3,833 3, different players, which means the tournament scene, at least for two-day events, is around 4,000 Age of Sigmar players around the world, which is awesome in my personal opinion, uh, which is great. Uh, this is across 23 different countries. Uh, so that seems like a lot, which is cool. And we've had loads of people playing. We've had we're Philippines, China. Uh, we had an event in Mexico, I'm pretty certain. We had an event in Vietnam, as well as multiple events in like Austria, Germany, France, Sweden, Norway, uh, you know, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern, uh, Northern Ireland, um, Ireland, like USA, obviously Canada, like so many places, uh, which is cool. Australia. Of course, of course, my Australian brethren. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, and then uh, we got some hot stats. Geerverdeld and Owen Jackson, so Geerverdeld from Norway and Owen Jackson from Team Wales, have both played the most games over the past six months of 2023 with 10 events apiece, which is pretty crazy numbers. And Tom Guan has won more games than anyone else in the past six months is Tom Guan from the USA uh, with 42 out of 45 games won over the last six months, which is cool. So shout out to those three and all three of those people are just the nicest people. That's the other thing to say about tournament Warhammer. If you wanted three people to represent tournament Warhammer well, uh, then give Adele and Owen Jackson couldn't be better community leaders and better people. Uh, I think they're both stunning individuals, which is great. They even got to play each other twice at least once um i think they played each other at the lgt which is a game i would have killed to watch um uh but then uh tom guan uh is also i mean tom's different <laughs> i love him so a community leader i think he's excellent as well but he's more of a community mascot than leader i think that's the right way to describe it uh, and so we've had an incredibly healthy six months we've had loads of books out um we've got loads of books just going into the production meta uh and uh loads of uh, oh, some people have asked me what Tom plays. Tom's been playing OCR Bone Reapers, but he also played Soulblight Gravelords. He played lots of different armies. So yeah, as a recap, before we get into the stats for this year, uh, or sorry, the event results from this year, I'm going to do stats on another show. Uh, we've had loads of books and armies out. We've had loads of games. We've had a massive community of people playing those games, and those communities growing in different countries all around the world. So Age of Sigmar, uh, as well as more books to come, and we're about to get a new edition. I don't think Age of Sigmar could have a healthier future 
than what we're currently seeing right now. So if you are an Age of Sigmar fan, I think you should feel very comfortable. And I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a very exciting year. We've got the Age of Sigmar World Championships coming up, or the Age of Sigmar Team World Championships coming up. We've got multiple massive events, like the Las Vegas Open is coming up, CanCon is coming up, uh, which is going to be really big as well. We've got some team events in England and the USA, as well as other places around the world, leading up to the World Team Championships, uh, which is going to be cool. So it's a big year for Age of Sigmar, uh, maybe the biggest yet, and that's fun. Anyway, uh, just after a hot Christmas period, you know, people dusted off. We're only on the 8th of January and people have dusted off um, uh, their armies and have started to put them on the table or painted up brand new armies. And so we're going to go and look at the event results from this weekend and talk about them now. But let me tell you, there's some amazing armies in there that's going to uh, <laughs> really surprise you. Just want to say, top of the show, thank you to Warhammer Rob for putting all this information together. It's great. He's my wingman in this. Like He's like the kind of the backup, and I'm the silly mouth dude. Uh, and I want to say thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting on the video. And if you could support us on Patreon, that'd be great. Uh, on the other of Patreon, that'd be cool. If you can't, that's fine. Uh, but it does help us create this content, which is wicked. Thanks very much. Let's get on with the events. The first event we're going to look at is the Big Bristol Brawl Winter GT. Organized by Sigmar's Ping Pilgrim, sorry, uh, which is a gaming group you can go and check out uh, down in Bristol. And they honestly seem like 11 out of 10 human beings. Uh, the guest list was also excellent. So for UK events, you had some absolute treasures here. We've got some pictures from the event. Here you can see Aaron, our winner, right at the front. Look at that, looking happy. Got a bunch of the other guys all being given out. This is Carl, I'm pretty certain, giving out all of these lovely awards, which is great. Trophies. Uh, all sorts of stuff, which is cool. So love that. Being held in an, an English industrial estate. This is pretty much how uh, this pretty much how Warhammer happens. Either that or inside of a school church. Anyway, uh, sorry, school hall. Uh, that's what I mean. Or a church hall. Anyway, we had 34 players. No, uh, yeah, 39 players playing at this event. And our first place was Aaron Bohan uh, of the Crimson Drakes Wargaming Club, and he was running OCR Bone Reapers. He was running the Edge Case Mortis Praetorians. In the hierarchy of coolest uh, to play for OBR, coolest, I'm not talking about most successful, obviously coolest is uh, the Exploding Skeletons, the Fire Boys. Uh, second place, it's Mortis Praetorians, and obviously in very last place, it's Null Myriad. So uh, that's the answer. So we've got, yeah, we've got Mortis Praetorians, and then things haven't changed that much. Ark in the Black, Leech Cavalos, Mortis and Oss Effector, Morgast Archai, Morgast Archai, Mortis Guard, and Cavalos Death Riders, all in a one drop. The counter charge that you're able to get from being in Mortis Praetorians, obviously, is going to make those Archai who turn off command abilities and can get insane amounts of rend, and a lot of attack, well, not a lot of attacks, but quite a few attacks at very high damage are going to punch through the scariest enemy units, which is quite interesting. Immortus Guard, obviously great for bodyguarding um, uh, the Oss Effector and uh, Ark in the Black. Uh, the Gothazar Cartouche is going to be adding plus one to wound, which is just an amazing buff on this army because plus one to hit is obviously easy to come by. Uh, so just a super cool list. That was in the 5-0 bracket. We do have one other 5-0, and that's Gloomspike Gits. Um, Gloomspike Gits with King's Gits. And then... Uh, we have Fungoid Cave Shaman, a Madcap Shaman, Dankhold Trogboss, and Scragrot the Loon King. Now, even though Trogoth, so Glog's Mega Mob, have got a 40% win rate, uh, King's Gits 
uh, yeah, Kings Gits, Gloomspike Gits, are currently sat at a 58% win rate, or they were when we lasted the stats. If you go on TillonSmallGamer.com and look at the stats that Rob and Tom put together, you can see um, what the stats look like for the last few like last few months. I think it's the last six months cumulatively, and it's broken down into more. We're going to update those stats every month or so versus every week um, and to give some sort of clarity about how things might be shifting around. Uh, but King's Gits are slightly over the 55% win rate mark. So what I'm going on to say is that the sub-faction is doing really well, but normally Trogs are doing bad. So Fungoid Cave Shaman, Madcap Shaman, Dankhold Trog Boss, and Scragra. So then it's really exciting to see two units of six rock guts two units of three rock guts and two units of three fell waters doing really well as well because that's kind of like slamming those two stats together uh, and then making a mockery of the whole system which is perfect uh, for the beginning of the year we love that i expect kings gets uh, to and also probably obr to still take a little bit of nerf in a box scroll update but here we are i think that's great uh, and jamie denny should be super proud of himself in our 4-1 bracket, things are about to get gnarly. Get ready for some incredible stuff. In uh, the 4-1 bracket, you got Matt Goldsborough, what a babe, David Towsey, award-winning author David Towsey. Please do look up his book online. It's an excellent book. It's a great little read. Uh, Joel Smith, Team Andy Joyce of the Stormcast Eternals list, and I promise you, you are not ready for what is inside that list. Then Damien Rees uh, on another 4-1. I think it's his second 4-1 in a row with his Soul Blight Gravelords. This is excellent. Uh, Damien is Natty's dad and he's kicking Natty's ass, which is great. Um, I love that. And uh, it's really nice to see Damien's been taking his son around. And Natty's like 13 now. He's been playing incredibly well at events. And uh, Damien's been taking him around to loads of events and has been just having to play some of the better players in the world. And his level of play has improved drastically. So I love seeing that as well. Anyway, let's talk about the list. The Matt G, the shuffler himself, running. He's. I, I like to think that Matt's in his jazz stage of jazz stage of wargaming. Is he five owing all the time? No. But is he just running lists that you're not seeing other places? Yes, and he's having a great time. Lumineth Realm Lord Zytrek. He's running Ionis Critborn, Archmaid Teclas, the Cenari Cathala, Light of Altharian. Then 10 Wardens, 5 Dawn Riders, and 5 Blade Lords, the Umbral Spell Pool, and the Pendulum. I think it's fair to say that always Teclas, Syrian Wildlight is just the most outrageous, uh, probably, probably the most outrageous damage in Age of Sigmar. I'd, I'd probably have to think that through a little bit. Obviously, Gotrek can bring some hurt and some other stuff, but it's probably one of the most insanely thing, uh, insanely crazy things you can think of if you think about it in wargaming. Just AoE 18-inch, everyone takes some mortal wounds. is truly mental. Uh, and then, obviously, being able to back that up with no healing from Ionis, uh, which is very powerful as well, and all the other like prayers and abilities Ionis is going to bring to the table. Then you got the the Cathalar, being able to cast a bunch of spells, and Light of Altharian uh, as your great melee piece, either countercharging or just kind of pushing the enemy away, which is good. Wardens for frontline, Dawn Riders for tactics, Blade Lords for tactics, uh, and then the Umbral Spell Portal, obviously for Serum White Light and the Pendulum for the additional mortal wounds. Uh, in a two drop, he's going to do some great stuff. Uh, so then, uh, award-winning author David Towsey with his OCR Bone Reapers, No Myriad. He's got Mortis and Oss Effector, a Liege Cavalos, an Ark and the Black, three Mortis Guard, five Death Riders, 
and two units of four Morgast Archai. Shout out, obviously, Tom Guan for kind of leading the way on these Morgast Archai last year. Although David was also running them, I think. I remember him playing at an event here um, uh, middle of summer last year, and he was already on the Archai hype. But this is very cool. They're a really elite unit to put on the tabletop. Um, they're very fun. I don't expect them to get nerfed in Bone Reapers, and they're doing so, so well. You're not ready for this. You're not ready for the genius that is Joel Smith of Team Andy Joyce. He's running Stormcast Eternals, Anvils of Heldenhammer. Okay, he's playing Signs of the Storm, so he's not playing um, the City's version. Uh, and then he's got Celestin Prime. That's going to do AoE Mortal Wounds, as you as you know. And he has a Knight Arcanum uh, with the Master of Magic and Hoarfrost, which is pretty interesting. And then Knight Encanter with Blizzard. Then he's got Gotrek. And so far... A pretty well-constructed list, obviously. Uh, the Prime is great for dropping down and nuking stuff out the back of the board. This means you clump up, which is exactly what Gotrek wants to do, to go into the middle and start, you know, just attacking everything he can. Then he's got great power in his magic, being able to reroll casts or reroll unbinds even if he wants to. He's got Hoarfrost and Blizzard. Then he's got three units of five sequiturs. Uh, as his battle line, which are not bad, but they're 110 points, 110 points, so they're not meant to be good either. Then he's just out here with 21 castigators now this isn't the first time we've seen this in age of sigmar 3 there was someone in america last year who won an event with 80 castigators so this isn't the first um this isn't the first castigator list that's done well but now that there's more than one in the wild in different places in the world it's kind of mind-blowing. 90 points for three, two wounds each, four up save, 18 in shooting attack, which is D3 shots each. So from unit six, you should statistically obviously be getting about 12 shots, which you can either um, add plus one to hit with their ability. They have an inbuilt ability to do that. Or you can make them rend two as opposed to rend one. Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. When you start talking about it's 12, it's 24, it's 36, it's 42 shots, potentially all Ren 2 at range, already threes and threes. Um, and then you go and throw Gotrek at them, or use Gotrek to kind of protect the Castigators, and then you go and throw the Celestine Prime at them, push them back. Now, he did go 4-1, but it doesn't matter because he's gone 5-0 in our hearts. Congratulations to Joel Smith. And then Damien, who I talked about doing really well, um, was running around with Soulblight Gravelords, Legion of the Night. Obviously, he's got the teleporting characters. He's got Manfred, Vampire Lord, Vampire Lord, and Zombie Dragon. Another Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon. So he has three large monsters. Obviously, the Hunger is pretty close to Broken, which is the ability to heal six wounds at the end of each combat is pretty, it's, I'd say it's probably broken. I mean, D Damien literally played uh, six games at the arena uh, like two weeks ago here, maybe even a week and a half ago, uh, and we had a long conversation about this, and he was like, Rob, it's just silly. I have so much sustain. I'm able to keep in the game so much. Maybe you'll get changed in the FAQ. I wouldn't go out and buy yourself three dragons today, but if that does survive, if it does survive the FAQ, then I think that, you know, if you would like a really fun army to play over the next, you know, six months as Age of Sigmar 4 wraps up, you can't go wrong with Manfred, the dickhead himself, uh, and then two Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragons and a bunch, you know, some Direwolves and Death Rattles. That's a pretty fun army to play. Now, lastly, uh, now we don't normally do this, but I'm just going to shout out a 3-2, uh, Greg Shelton. Number one, because Greg's great, and we love Greg a lot. But Greg, you know, he went 3-2, so I'm not saying this list has got legs. It's actually got a lot of wheels, but it's very cool. 
He's running Cities of Sigmar, Tempest Eye, and he's running Pontifex and Estra, an Alchemite Warforger, and another Alchemite Warforger. So he's going for the he's going for the kind of like triple combo that you're going to see in Cities a lot with a five up ward from uh, Zenestra and her aura for a five up ward for everyone that's a human, which will affect all of the units in this list. Then the Alchemite for Warforger for plus one to save on all these units, which is great. And then the Alchemite Warforger that any hits of a six do a mortal wound in addition, uh, which is just really good. Uh, and then, and then, so that's the kind of combo. Then he's rocked that in with a steam tank commander and then five steam tanks. And then the free guild command core. Because the free guild command core is... Uh, just amazing. Steal CP, heal models, heal a lot. It's it's really dumb. So you got plus one save and all these two-up armor save stuff. They've got five-up ward saves. They can heal up to 3d3. He's run six tanks. Five tanks as battle line. A, uh, a sixth tank as his steam tank commander. Now, just 11 out of 10. That's great. Anyway, the Bristol Brawl seems like a great place. A uh, great group of people. There, It's run by the Sigmar's Pilgrims, which is a gaming club down there. Um, you should go check them out if you can. You'll probably find them on Twitter and other places. Just do some Googling. Uh, so if you're around that area, go meet those guys and play some games and girls and, and you know and all that other stuff and have some fun. I hope you all had a great time. The next event we have is the Forge GT, organized in the USA, organized by Joe Cry himself, taking place in Minnesota. Old Minnesota, happening in uh, Chaska, Minnesota at the Forge, uh, which seems to be a great gaming venue on the strip or on a strip mall. And there's some amazing additional locations. Good parking. Uh, it looks like a, a lovely little scenic walk out into the wilds if you fancy it. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a Papa John's and a Quiznos next door if you fancy it. Uh, so that feels like that's already a great start to a wicked event if you need it. So uh, get yourself over to the Forge in Minnesota, Chaska, Minnesota. Anyway, uh, organized by Joe Cryer. So if we go and look at the placings, we've only got one person in the four and a draw category. So no one in the 5-0. And that shout out to Matt Casper of the Knights of Brotonia with his Gloomspike Gits army. He's running King's Gits again, Gloomspike Gits, Dankhold Trogboss, Scragrot, and Madcap Shaman. And then two units of 20 Moonclan Shooters, two units of Boingrot Bounders, two units of six Rock Guts. The Boingrot Bounders are units of five, sorry, I should have said. Two units of six Rock Gut Trogos and a unit of Loon Special Fanatics. Now, the Fanatics are actually super interesting because they've just become so in vogue over the past six months. I think, you know, Gits has been such a popular book and such an effective book, but I think it would be unfair to say that haven't been multiple different builds uh, with multiple different win conditions over the course of its, like, less than a year life cycle, uh, which is pretty interesting. We're coming up to about a year. Um, you know, and there are some absolutely big hitters. Rock got Trogos near the moon, so on a three-up, five-up ward straight away. Are just absolutely brilliant. Boingrots are probably close to one of the best cavalry units you can get in the game just for sheer kind of like footprint, output, uh, and those sorts of things, which is why you see big bricks of 15 being played. Moonclan Shooters, obviously also really excellent because inside of them are Fanatics. So it's kind of the perfect army to grab objectives because they've got a lot of bodies thanks to the, uh, the Moonclan. Uh, and then if you do try to start getting rid of those, you get hit out with Fanatics. And even if you were to wipe the unit out, there's no real way to deal with Fanatics until the time you can deal with them. And that becomes a real problem. And I think that's why they're becoming so in vogue. They're very, very good. 
They're looking at the four ones. We've got a veritable who's who, but also some great little armies. Paul Wilms bringing out one of the worst performing factions in Nighthorn to a four one is excellent. Patrick Ottolino with his Luminous Realm Lords also doing uh, some great work with not an underperforming faction. Uh, Joe Cryer with his Disciples of Zinch really mixing up very unique list. And then Corey Anderson with his Slave Darkness host the Ever Chosen not necessarily something we haven't seen before, but a little bit of a twist, a little bit of little bit of salt and pepper on top of what is already a spice. Spicy, spicy potato. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. And then Rourke Engelhart with his Reapers of Corn. Rourke Engelhart, while not running his uh, Reapers of Corn army at Warhammer events, is obviously making the most badass beat poetry that you can see in the Lower East Side. Um, so do go check out his beat poetry. It's excellent. Okay, so let's go talk about the list, shall we? Uh, our Nighthawk list was Emerald Host. It's got Alrault the Drowner, a Dreadblade Harrow, two Spirit Torments, and a Cruel Gas Cruciator. Then it's got 10 units of 10 Chain Rasps. Uh, sorry, eight units of 10 Chain Rasps. Uh, then two units of 10 Green Gas Reapers, a unit of Chain Gas, and a unit of Blade Geist Revenants. Unit of Blade Geist Revenants. Uh, so... Pretty interesting kind of list here. Like, obviously, you get all of the bonuses in Nighthawk Army from charging. Retreat and charging is also army wide, uh, which is also good. And every time you charge into a unit, you debuff it. So having multiple units to do so, as well as multiple units that are just generally difficult to deal with because of their ethereal save, uh, is nice. A bit of healing to bring those models back in as well, and then a couple of like larger slam units, but nothing that maybe could take down a Mega Gargant. I don't know, like, chain, enough Chain Rasps, there's enough to attacks as well. In conjunction with all of the debuffs, you could do some really good work. Alrax, just fairly legit in the combat as well, bopping around and smacking some heads. So that's really fun. So been a fun, interesting list. The Luminous Realm Lords list uh, has got, is from Zytrex, so obviously plus one to cast. It's got a Caligrave, a Cathalar, Teclis, and then the Light of Altharion. So very much a combo we talked about earlier. Then 10 Wardens, two lots of 10 Wardens, sorry, a unit of 20 Blade Lords, and then a unit of Wind Chargers with a Spell Portal and the Pendulum. So this is very similar to what we talked about with the LRL list previously. You get all that output from those two different units in Teclis and Altharion, and then all the other units are just grabbing objectives, doing bout tactics, and just bopping around the board, doing what they need to. Big unit of Blade Lords, maybe take out some major threats, our uh, Zinch list is super interesting. Joe just out here, just changing the game. He's running Host Arcanum, and he's got a Magister, an Ogroid Thwamitage, Quairos Fate Reaver, Kairos, Kairos Fate Reaver, Kairos. <laughs> Still not getting it wrong. Ephilim the Unknowable, and then a Fate Skimmer. A Fate Skimmer in the list, which is crazy. And then two units of 10 Karakakalites, a unit of Ungor, and then a unit of Jade Obelisk. Unit of 20, and so that's from the Warcry uh, Warband unit of 20 there and then a Chaos War Shrine uh, with heal which is crazy because I really did think you'd see Curse on the Chaos War Shrine Burning Sigil Zinch, Aether Void Benjamin, and Tome of Eyes uh, so he's got those three endless spells now this is just a list that's going to be doing stuff I didn't expect uh, and so I'm going to talk to Joe about it hopefully in the future and talk through this because it's very very cool um, and fun to see and very very uh, Joe our Slaves of Darkness list is host the Ever Chosen. And so it's got a Chaos Sorcerer Lord and then a Chaos uh, Sorcerer Lord as well, but one's a general with Master of Magic. And the other one has got Blizzard, obviously. Then we have a unit of Chaos uh, Chosen with the Marker Sinesh. So this is a unit of 10. They're going to get plus one to run and charge. And they do have the Banner of Screaming Flesh, which means they're also uh, going to get plus one on their attacks. In conjunction with the command ability for run and charge, this slower unit 
It's going to be able to go really fast and do a lot of damage, uh, which is quite fun. Then a unit of Varangard, a unit of six, and they've got the Mark of Corn. Don't forget Pine Attack twice, obviously crazy amount of damage. Then a unit of Chaos Warriors of Nurgle, unit of 20 of those uh, with the Eroding Icon, so minus one to wound, ignore uh, Rend of one, and then a unit of six Ogroid Theradons, uh, all in a one drop. And again, they've got the Mark of Corn. And this is great. This is just... Um, this is just like an absolute flank and spank. You just put 20 Chaos Warriors forward and you're like, join deal with that? And they're like, not really. And then the three units that can countercharge you uh, in the Varangard, the um, the Chosen, and also the Therodons are going to just lift so many units. This is a great little army. Uh, I would say this is probably like a, I'd say close to cookie cutter list that I would give a bunch of new players to play with. I think this would be a great like beginner's army if you're looking to play Age of Sigmar. Uh, maybe my list of the week, actually. Um, not because of any other reason than that. You know, start of 2024, people want to get a new army. That's a great army to play. Lastly, Rourke Engelhart put down the beat poetry and picked up his Reapers of Vengeance army. He's got Scarbrand, Bloodthirst of Incensant Rage, a Bloodmaster, a Bloodthirst of Fetter Fury, the Slaughter Priest, Claws of Karnak, some Flesh Hounds, Couple of Blood Reaver units, Furies, and Garrex Reavers, uh, and then the Hex Gorgeous Skulls. So, Corn uh, is cookie cutter in how it works, at least, because you have the Bloodthirst from Effect of Fury with Firebrand and Argath, the King of Blades. So, you've got a Priest, but you also turn off Ward Saves, and then you just throw in either a Bloodthirst from Central Rage or Scarbrand and just slam home the damage, generate Blood Tithe as fast as possible. Uh, Murderlust into units so that they can't move out of units. Throw some Brass Meteors at some of the more valuable units when you get the chance. Do some late game summoning. And you can, really can do a lot of summoning from Corn. Corn has got some amazing ramp potential. Because even when it loses units, you know, its units of Flesh Hounds, its units of Cause of Karnak, when it uses loses those units, it's just generating the ability to interact in the game later. It's very, very effective. And then oh, those big hitters are proper big hitters. So just a great list. Hope everyone had a great time at the event. Uh, let's look at the next one. Our next event is the VTC over in Austria, in Austria, so middle of Europe, uh, the VTC event. We had 26 players playing, uh, and Sebastian Kipling organized the event. Congratulations to him. We only had one person in our 5-0 bracket, and that was Stefan Gmür of Team Bob. Team Bob. He's running Slaves to Darkness, host of the Ever Chosen, and he had a Chaos Lord, a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, and then Bellacor. Then he had two units of 20 Chaos Warriors with the Mark of Nurgle. And we did say this when the Battle Scroll was dropping last year. We said they made Chaos Warriors way too cheap. This is a lot of wounds. This is 80 wounds um, are, that are minus one to be wounded. One of them is also going to be ignoring Rend 1. Then there's a unit of 10 Chaos Chosen in the list as well with Sinesh and the Banner of Screaming Flesh coming in. Doing all of those, doing the, getting the mobility and the attack profile, um, so they're going to be able to potentially get run and charge uh, from the Chaos Lord at the top, plus one to charge and all those other things. Um, and then we've got like a Blizzard Wizard Bellacore. So going to shut down your big threats, going to tie you up with Chaos Warriors, going to charge you with Chaos Chosen, and it's going to smack your face off. Great list. In the four-one bracket, we've got Rainer Brandstetter and Andreas Schwartz. Uh, now, Rainer was running Slaves to Darkness in Knights of the Empty Throne, Exalted Hero of Chaos, Bellacor, and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord. And he was running two units of six Varangard, 
both with the mark of corn, and then a unit of Chaos Knights and a unit of Chaos Furies. So again, just all of the output, all of the time. Uh, nothing like these units are going to be running around though, so not necessarily not as many bodies for holding objectives. You know, uh, though Vanguard are worth two per objective, but there's still not a lot. Uh, so it's only going to be 12 objective control versus like even just like, you know, a little unit of 10 dudes grabbing an objective. Uh, but the Varangard obviously will wipe out those bigger units anyway. Uh, then our LRO list that went 4-1 uh, with Zytrek, Sinari Cathlar, Caligrave, and again, the Teclis Eltharian combo uh, with, uh, in this case, the Pendulum, the Spell Portal, and they've added the Maelstrom into the list. Then we've got some uh, just Dawn Riders, uh, Blade Lords and Wardens. So it looks like we're getting a little bit of cookie cutter here from LRL, and we're seeing an uptick in LRL as well. Uh, Teclis, Altharian, obviously the double combo of Mortal Wounds from Searing White Light from Spell Portal, and in addition, the Pendulum. Uh, and then you've just got other stuff for flavor, which is interesting. So a little bit of a cookie cutter. Looks like a great event. I want to shout out Stefan again. Uh, he's one of the people who's in the chat a lot of the time and makes me feel happy to know that someone from the chat is just absolutely out there crushing it, which is great news. Uh, so loads of love to him. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Our next event is Death and Destruction GT at Bazooka Games. Uh, there's 14 players playing in the USA, and this event was organized uh, by Dan Gushwind. Shout out to Dan. I hope you had a great time with 14 players. Now, our first place was Michael Schlegelmilch of the King Cheese Wargaming. Uh, well done to him. Uh, running Stormcast Eternals. He didn't go 5 0, he's got four in a draw. Let's talk, look at the list. He's running Stormcast Eternals, Hammers of Sigmar, with a Knight Encanter and another Knight Encanter. One of them has the Mirror Shield and the Azerite Halo. The other has Blizzard. And then a unit of, then Ionis Critborn again, featuring great prayers, uh, ability to shut down enemy healing. Excellent. The battle line is three units of five, classic AOS 1, chunky libs. 100 points each, five models, two wounds apiece, just doing your battle line, doing your jobs. And then... <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You think I'm finished? Ten. Let's round it up to an 11 units of three castigators. 11 units of three castigators. You thought... Castigators were only going to feature once every six months on the channel. You weren't expecting it twice in one day. That's right. 33 Castigators out here shooting their shot. Okay. 33 Castigators means an average of 66 shots at 18 inches. Threes and threes, Ren 1. Could be Ren 2. Right? Let's go. Okay, then the Dias Arcanum and the Prismatic Palisade. This has to be one of the most insane lists ever. What an amazing job. Well done on going four and a draw. In the 4-1 bracket, we have Josh Anderson, and he's got an Ironet Deepkin army with it played in Morphan, and it's not Sharks. So an Achillean King, a Thrallmaster, two Soul Renders, and another Thrallmaster with two units of, well, one unit of 30 Thralls, one unit of 20 Thralls, one unit of, uh, and then two units of 10 Reavers with the Achillean Leviadon. Now, we've seen this rise in popularity for the Thrall meta. Uh, recently, which I think has been very, very interesting in conjunction with the Thrall Masters. I think we definitely could revisit this in the future. Uh, being able to bring models back, obviously with the Soul Renders for some healing 
incredibly difficult to first turn alpha because you get cover plus the buff from the Leviathan for plus two to save before you do all out defense. And then you're going to get slapped back by a lot of attacks from thralls, reavers for screens and for popping other little units as well. Low to and for minus one to wound or plus one to wound. One of those two. I forget which one it is, uh, which is good. And then you've obviously always got the Slap King who's just doing some absolutely amazing stuff. So hope everyone had a great time at the event uh, and loads of... I made a huge mistake. There was also another 4-1. My apologies to uh, Christopher Johnson uh, with his Cities of Sigmar list. He was running Hallow Heart. So Alchemite Warforger, Free Guild Marshal and Relic Envoy, another Warforger, a Free Guild Cavalier Marshal, and then Pontifex and Estra. Obviously, I think there's going to be a real conversation for Cities of Sigmar players in having too many characters so you can dish out the orders while also getting enough of an army. But thankfully, right now, Cities of Sigmar is cheap. Uh, will it stay cheap? It's a great question. Then two units of 10 free guild, steel, uh, free guild steel helms, a unit of 30 fusiliers, a unit of Wildercorp hunters, and then two units of free guild cavaliers, and then the command corps. And I would say this is close to a cookie cutter army. You could very easily change up the unit of free guild cavaliers uh, for another unit of fusiliers as well. But I think having the ability to shoot and do battle tactics from the fusiliers while going out there and kill stuff, clear objectives, and do some other things with the cavaliers adds a lot of mobility to what could very comfortably be a castle army, uh, which is fun. Then you've obviously got plus three to charge, uh, thanks to the cavalier marshal. Uh, you got um uh, then you've got always strikes first in conjunction with them on counter charges, which works counter charge works incredibly well on the Cavaliers. You got some early game trading from the World of Corpse Hunts. Plus one to hit, uh, sorry, plus one save, mortal wounds on sixes, five up ward save aura, um, being able to uh, use the free guild marshal to make it so you count for more on objectives. Excellent list. This is very, very, I would argue close to cookie cutter, close to cookie cutter for Cities of Sigmar or what Cities of Sigmar should be looking to play around uh, if you want to go down the human route, there's obviously elf builds which are on the way. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to see in the future, but this is this is very good. Well done. Our last event, and by no means least, is our event in the Netherlands called the Threshold Invitational 3, being held in the Netherlands, uh, and it's all on the Pun Pun, uh, the actual Pun Pun. And the event was won uh, by Mr. Matt Mallow himself, uh, so Matt Davies. Um, <laughs> and he was running Cities of Sigma, and again, Hallowheart, uh, as a sub-faction, so this might become uh, on meta, as they say. Two Alchemite Warforgers and Pontifex and Estra for the, for the combo of plus one save, five up ward, and mortals on sixes tier in AoE. I think you're going to see that combo a lot. Steam Tank Commander, mixing it up a little bit, and the Fusil Major on Ogre Warhulk being very different to what I would expect to see in a list. Then 30 Freegold Fusiliers, 10 Freegold Steel Helms, and a Steam Tank in there as well. The Steam Tank Commander making the Steam Tank be battle line. Uh, you have two screening units. I think these are going to be used a lot like we would see a Bastilladon used in Seraphon armies previously, where they're just a two-up armor save, 12-wound unit in the middle of the board. If they're near Zinestra, they're going to be having a five-up ward save near the Warforger. They're having plus one save. So now you've got ignoring Rend 1 with a five-up ward before you even do all-out defenses on Mystic Shield. Uh, and then... Um, two units of free guild command corps. And of course, not only are they able to steal command points, but they also have the ability uh, to heal 3d3 wounds to a unit. So you can either return those to a unit of, let's say, 
Fusiliers, and you could do that twice. So right now you could do 63 returned, uh, six D3 models returned to a unit of Freegal Fusiliers, even if they're in combat, but you only do it in your hero phase, or you could put those wounds back onto steam tanks, which is also very, very good. Um, uh, so just very, very excellent stuff. Uh, unsurprising from Matt, uh, putting all those combos together. And I think what you see here is literally a castle wall uh, moving forward into the midboard with the steam tanks being the wall, which is very fun, very funny, excellent little stuff. Uh, shout out to Matt. The commander is dumb dumb. So put it on the pump pun. Yeah, I think uh, I think Matt's created a really fun and interesting list there. Although you do expect the command core to get FAQ'd. Anyway, in uh, the four one category, we've got ourselves. Uh, we've got ourselves. Where is he? Come on, I've lost the name. Sorry about that. So Hugo Rican. Hugo uh, was running Corn Reapers of Vengeance with a Bloodmaster Herald of Corn, Scar Blood Wrath, a Slaughter Priest, Scar Brand, a Bloodthirster, and Fetter Fury. And you do not need me to tell you what he is equipped with. And then Thedrus Skullscryer. Then Claws of Carnat, Flesh Hounds, Blood Reavers, Marjor's Fiends, Mighty Skull Crushers, God's One Hunt, and Furies. And honestly, I think I honestly can just stop at Bloodthirster and Fetter Fury and Scar Brand. Everything else is just adding technical quantity into a Corn army. But then it's generating Blood Tithe, it's Murder Lust in, it's doing damage. That's it. There's so much more. It's easily one of the most techie armies you can play. Uh, I think uh, it's got so many legs and then it does just have... It's constantly doing little tricks and getting in your way and trading on objectives and all you are constantly wary of Scarbrand and all that other damage just coming in in one big knockout punch. It's very, very, very good, uh, which is cool. And I just want to shout out... I just want to shout out... It wasn't technically 4-1, but it's close enough. Tom Medjins. Uh, Tom Legends with his Blades of Corn army as well, Reapers of Vengeance, Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster, Bloodthirster and Fet Fury, Scarbrand, uh, Claws of Karnak, and some other stuff. So he tried his hardest. Uh, so shout out to Tom. Shout out to everyone in the Netherlands where the Dutch live. Great people. Uh, they always record their events on the Pum Pum. Get it on the Pum Pum. And there you go. So, what do we think about the events from this week? Well, very interesting little time. Uh, we started to see Cities of Sigmar be in the hands of some excellent players and start to feature. But it's got to say, it feels like it's Slaves to Darkness and Lumineth Realm Lords this week. Sure, not loads and loads of events, but can't argue with high armor saves, uh, immune, uh, not immune, but like starting to ignore some mortal wounds at range uh, for the Slaves to Darkness, as well as lots of bodies on the board and all those overlapping buffs, either a lot extra attacks or Nurgle Warrior Bricks, which I am not surprised to see doing well. I'm just surprised it's taken this long uh, because they are very, very tough to shift. No Flesh Eater Courts yet because that's definitely, yeah, still not in the production meta. And I would say this is still very early for Cities of Sigmar production meta stuff to be out as well, uh, which is not a surprise. LRL armies are just adding in uh, the light of Altharian into their army and they are good to go and they are popping back up. People just realizing just how incredibly easy it is to sear and white light stuff off the board and light Altharian just stab stuff, which is unsurprising to see that on the table and doing really well. But I think we're all rocked, shook, taken aback by the Castigator meta, which we seem to be encompassing and seeing at the moment. And it does make sense. The math 
on that unit makes sense. Just seeing it on the board is crazy, and I'm constantly accused of having some Stormcast bias, even though the only army I've run for the past three events has been Stormcast, but whatever. Um, but yes, Castigator's doing really well is excellent, and it's fun to see. And maybe is it a little silly? Potentially. Could it potentially be very, very good? Yes. I mean, Castig the MSU Castigators into one Syrian White Light Techless is an immediate auto loss, so I find that fun as well. And there was some hot picks, you know, like someone with Nighthaunt doing well. Are Nighthaunt good? No, they need buffs inside of the game. Uh, a singular instance of them doing better isn't the case. Corn, as I said, after the battle scroll, still absolutely at the top of tables and will continue to be so. There's loads of armies missing, uh, of course, uh, but I'm sure we'll see them in the fullness of time. Don't use one week's results to inform all of your decisions. We do this show every single week. And I do want to thank everyone on the Honest Wargamer Patreon who helped me create these stats and also or just, just help support me so I can make this content. And thank you to the Twitch chat for having fun with me while I record it through the day. Hope you enjoy the video. And if you do so, please do like and subscribe and let people know about this. And thanks very much. And I hope you have a wonderful day.